0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the through-to-Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we continue in Solomon's Song of Songs. The woman's beloved comes for her and invites her out for a day in the country. It's springtime and the time for love. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, on Simply the Bible.
0: On each of these episodes for the Song of Solomon, I'm reminding you to listen to the first episode if you haven't already. The reason is that it sets up our interpretation of this most unique love song. You can listen on our Simply the Bible podcast or on the 94.1 FM archives. Now, do you remember the Disney movie, Bambi? I remember watching this with our children. When springtime came in the movie, all the animals were twitterpated. It was the time for love. In our love song, it is now springtime and the time to embrace. The man, Solomon, comes out for his love, Abishag, to take her out for a visit in the country. We continue in Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 8, and the woman begins the dialogue. Listen, my lover, look, here he comes, leaping across the mountains, bounding over the hills. My lover is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing through the windows, peering through the lattice. She begins by listening for her lover. She longs to hear his voice. She hopes the phone will ring or she'll hear a knock at the door. Suddenly, she sees him approaching with great enthusiasm. He's leaping across the mountains, bounding over the hills. He is motivated to come to see his love, and that passion excites her heart. Now, She calls him a gazelle or young stag. The gazelle is used as an animal of comparison much in this love song. The gazelle is swift, handsome, curious, strong, but not violent, and sexually eager, especially in the spring. It is an apt description of the man coming with boundless energy to meet his gal. She says that he stands behind our wall. Now, that would seem to indicate that it is their home. This is important because scholars are divided as to whether this scene is happening during the couple's courtship or their marriage. In this biblical love song, they would not be cohabiting unless they were married. That much is certain. But it is possible that our wall could refer to her family's wall, and her and her lover are still in the courtship period. Now, to me, the verdict is out although I am leaning toward them being married at this point. His desire for her is evident. He gazes through the window and peers through the lattice. He is not a peeping Tom. Rather, he is eager to meet with her and checking to see if she's home and what she's doing. My lover spoke and said to me, arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come with me. See, the winter is past. The rains are over and gone. Flowers appear on the earth. The season of singing has come. The cooing of doves is heard in our land. The fig tree forms its early fruit. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. Arise, come, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. Now, the woman is still speaking, but she's quoting what her lover says to her. Consider how he addresses her. She is his darling, or more literally, love, and calls her his beautiful one. We expect this kind of endearing language during the courtship, but what about 30 years into the marriage? Unfortunately, many men stop addressing their wives with such endearing terms years into their marriage. That's too bad. We who have been married a while should work on that. Then he says, come with me. Now, lovers want to be alone with each other. It doesn't matter so much where they go as long as they can be together. He has plans for the day and he wants her to come away with him. He says the winter is past. The storms are gone. It's springtime and a lovely day for an outing in the country. It's the time for lovers. The flowers appear on the earth. They bring color and fragrance. The season of singing has come, birds sing, doves coo, and this couple has a melody in their hearts for each other. It's interesting how love songs are so meaningful when you're in love. My wife, Cindy, and I have a song that we consider our song. It was playing when we were courting, and whenever I hear it, I am reminded of those days. The fig tree forms his early fruit. Figs, like apples and raisins earlier in the song, are symbols of lovemaking. It's time for them to enjoy the fruit of their mutual love. The blossoming vines spread their fragrance. All the senses of sight, hearing, and smell are stimulated as these two lovers go out together in the country. It's the perfect day. Finally, he repeats the request, arise, come my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. Now, years ago, I wanted to go to Romania for a pastor's conference, and I really wanted Cindy to go with me, and she doesn't like to travel nearly as much as I do. So I decided I needed to sweeten the the pot, you know, not too far from Romania is Italy. And so I said, hey, how about if you come with me and then we'll go to Tuscany, Italy, Uh, for several days after that well that worked and we had a bed and breakfast there in Tuscany in the Chianti country where there are vineyards and olive groves and we got a car and just took a drive out into the country it was gorgeous beautiful time this is the kind of thing I think of with Solomon just saying hey come with me I'm going to take you out for an outing now the man speaks directly to his love My dove in the clefts of the rock, in the hiding places on the mountainside, show me your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet, and your face is lovely. Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. Solomon has a way with words, doesn't he? He calls her my dove. Now the dove has always been a symbol of peace going back to the days of Noah. The dove is also gentle and she mates for life. If he is a gazelle leaping across the mountains, then she is a dove hiding in the clefts of the rock. Doves are timid creatures. They seek mountain crevices to hide from predators. So he must woo her out of her hiding place to trust him and go with him. Now, it is evident that he is the pursuer. He is the leader in this relationship, and that is by God's design. God is the head of Christ, Christ is the head of man, man is the head of his wife. You may consider it old-fashioned, but I still think the man should propose to the woman and not vice versa. Male leadership should not be harsh, but gentle. Remember, Jesus is our example, who is humble and gentle in heart. He leads us by loving us and laying his life down for us. Notice how kindly he speaks to her. His voice and words would make most any woman swoon. Show me your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. He can't wait just to gaze upon her face and listen to her voice, for she is the love of his life. Isn't it amazing how God has wired us to be attracted to each other? This chemistry is important and begins many relationships. Now, obviously, there must be more than mere physical chemistry, but let's not undervalue our attractiveness to one another. Once again, this attraction can fade over time, so we must watch ourselves. Guys, do you still consider your wife's face lovely and her voice sweet? I have an exercise for you to do. On your way home from work, imagine looking into your wife's face and cherishing it. Imagine listening to her voice and loving its sound. Then when you arrive home, ask her about her day. Gaze into her eyes and listen carefully to every word. Do this every day for a week. And then email me and let me know how the romance is going. Now, the next words have created much confusion for Bible scholars. Catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. First, people can't agree on who's saying this. I think the man is still talking. Now, we know the woman's half-brothers made her work in the vineyards, so she would know all about the little foxes. And they would lift the branches up so the fruit was less accessible to these pests. But they also had to catch them, lest the vineyard be ruined. So how does this apply to their relationship? Well, the little foxes would be anything that would get in the way of their love. During the courtship, they could be critical words, false suspicions, selfishness, a wandering eye, or flirtations. After the couple is married, they could be anything that spoils their feasting on the fruit together. In other words, put aside any inhibitions or distractions you have that could inhibit your lovemaking. I heard a marriage counselor say that women often have so many thoughts and concerns that it can be difficult for them to put these aside to focus on sex. She likens it to having many windows open on your computer. You must close them all down one at a time until you get to a clear desktop. These worries or concerns about her own self-image can be little foxes that inhibit lovemaking. Men, on the other hand, can ruin the mood just by their own impatience or thoughtless words. So, Catch the little foxes and throw them out of the vineyard. The woman responds, My lover is mine and I am his. He browses among the lilies until the day breaks and the shadows flee. Turn, my lover, and be like a gazelle or like a young stag on the rugged hills. This is one of the most beautiful expressions in the entire song. My lover is mine and I am his. It speaks of their mutual possession. This is one reason that I believe we are seeing the couple after marriage when he has taken her as his wife and she has taken him as her husband. They are one flesh till death do they part. Now, she says he browses among the lilies until the day breaks. This is likely a euphemism for enjoying sexual love all night long. If they aren't married yet, then she is looking forward to their wedding night. She then wants her gazelle to turn to her and leap across the hills. Now, this Bible translation says rugged hills, but literally these are hills separated by a valley. She could be speaking of their separation as a couple, but some have seen this as a reference to the separation or cleavage between her breasts. I'll let your sanctified imagination make that call. Now, before we go, let's consider the application to our love relationship with Jesus. She says, listen, my lover, we should seek to hear our bridegroom's voice always. He says to her, arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come with me. One day, Jesus will return to take us to the place he has prepared for us in heaven so that where he is, we may be also. We can't even imagine the sights, sounds, and smells we will experience then. He said to her, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards. What are those things that can inhibit our pure love for Jesus? We must catch them and cast them out. And finally, she says, my lover is mine and I am his. What a lovely expression of our relationship with Christ. He belongs to us and we belong to him. We abide in him and he abides in us. This mutual possession never ends.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, Please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where the woman has a troubled night in which she dreams that she looks for her lover but cannot find him. This is followed by Solomon's Wedding Procession. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Song of Solomon on Simply the Bible.